Welcome to Startup Health Now, the podcast where we celebrate the entrepreneurs and innovators transforming the future of health. I'm your host, Logan Plaster. Value-based care has the dubious distinction of being the oldest new idea in health innovation. For decades, we've talked about the benefits of creating medical payment structures that tie compensation to the patient's outcome rather than simply paying for services. I think it's pretty clear that if a hospital makes its money off of performing certain tests or procedures, it's going to have a bias, whether overt or subconscious, towards doing more of those tests and procedures. There's just no financial incentive to give a patient a lower-cost option that's just as effective. The alternative to America's fee-for-service model is one where financial risk is shared by multiple entities and pricing is bundled in a transparent way. This so-called value-based structure does away with surprise bills and makes sure that doctors and hospitals are financially incentivized to keep patients healthy. Of course, that's an oversimplification, and we could have a whole other episode about the role of fee-for-service medicine, but that's not our subject for today. Today, we're getting a look at how value-based healthcare companies are faring through the lens of two startup health companies, CityBlock Health and Inlace Health. Recently, Startup Health brought together nearly 100 portfolio companies at Health in Las Vegas, and while on the show floor, I caught up with some of our top founders in the Startup Health TV studio. That included Bill Nordmark, CEO of Inlays Health, which last year raised $60 million in a Series D, and Dr. Cameron Matthews, Chief Health Officer at CityBlock Health, which is now valued at more than a billion dollars. Both of these companies are making value-based care business models a reality, for Inlace, it's about building a new infrastructure that allows other companies to operate successfully within a new financial model. For CityBlock, it's about deploying value-based care at scale in a way that addresses the needs of vulnerable populations. Let's start with my chat with Bill Nordmark from Inlace Health, held in the busy Startup Health Pavilion at Health in Las Vegas.
Bill Nordmark offered us a glimpse into the future of value-based care through the pipes and roads that will make the system run smoothly. He's making it easier to bundle payments and share risk. But my second guest for today's episode provides a different perspective, a doctor's perspective. Dr. Cameron Matthews is the chief health officer at CityBlock Health, but she's also a primary care doctor who just wants to take care of the person sitting in front of her the best she possibly can. In our interview, she shares the latest updates from CityBlock, but more importantly, explains how their approach is touching people and communities that have traditionally been left out of the healthcare system. Enjoy. Where I want to start is City Block is always making headlines, uh, but it typically has to do with money, has mm-hmm. to do with you know some big raise, some big valuation, yeah. Yeah. and I know that's not the heart of the company. Yeah. And so I want to talk about impact, patient okay. impact, and really what's working. You have Love a really it. interesting strategy around reaching hard to reach folks, yeah. and you raise the money to actually make it work. And so I want to hear uh, kind of where are you embedded in communities and where, and what's working? Love it, love it. Well, I am proud to have come into City Block at a time where we are are looking to scale and looking to reach more members. And it's, it's exactly as you you're, you're asking about. It's about the impact that we make. I think our our mission is actually quite simple, and and for us, it's almost alarming that we're doing this somewhat in a in a non-competitive sort of space because we're reaching communities that that need us most and in healthcare that should be what we're all striving for but i can't necessarily say uh, that we're accompanied in a lot of ways to do that so for us uh to have of course started in in the northeast in new york um go south and now we're in the midwest in ohio and indiana um it's really about reaching more members locally it's about reaching those communities um that need primary care that need behavioral health that need attention to their social services Um, in order to just improve their well-being. It's that simple. Yeah. I, I love the City Blocks, I love City Blocks' uh, holistic approach to patient care. So I want you, you to just kind of describe um, what's unique about yeah. the way you, you, you look at a patient and yeah. you sort of bring together the care team. Yeah. I got to say, not only is this my dream job personally, uh, but as a primary care physician, this is my dream model, to be honest. Uh, I've worked in federally qualified health centers before this at the VA. And so to come to a space where we are emphasizing the member, we are emphasizing their needs, um, they are truly at the center of their care. So whether it's about chronic disease management or prevention or the behavioral health, it's one-stop shop. Um, we're emphasizing their entire set of needs end to end. Uh, and it's not something, unfortunately, that primary care in other spaces uh, allows or is afforded the ability to do because I was pressured to have 15-minute visits. Yeah. I was uh, pressured to um, uh, really focus on maybe a couple of diagnoses at a time as opposed to now I'm focused on that full member. Um, it's a dream. Yeah, how does that work practically though? Okay, so yep. do you have like 10 people around a table? Like, how do you have the time to do all that? Yeah, so it's not necessarily all of us in the room at of course, once, of course, right? Yeah. But it is, you know, one of my, my favorite experiences thus far was with a member who, who definitely had serious mental illness, had some very acute knee problems, just knee pain, um, as well as a couple of other chronic diseases. We were able to schedule her with myself as primary care, behavioral health to talk about a, a a couple of, of anxiety issues 
addiction medicine immediately after that to talk about, uh, unfortunately, she did have a substance use disorder. I mean, this woman, wow. uh, unfortunately, had a lot of needs. She needed a whole team. She needed the whole team. But yeah. it wasn't all of us at the table. It was about the fact that we didn't want her to move. We didn't want her to worry. We all came to her. Um, and, and you've got the technology to support that. All and the, we have, the exactly the yeah. connectedness, and and in even in a mobile way, because I was actually physically with her, oh, wow. where I had psychiatry and addiction medicine with her virtually, but we just scheduled it back to back. She felt like we were listening, um, and that we were approaching her holistically. Got it. You were the you were the sort of the forward unit. You were yes. in the community exactly. talking to her. Um, a van, a, a, an office, how do you? So with, with this patient, uh, we affectionately call our, our mobile unit in DC Blocky. <laughs> so I was on Blocky with, uh, with this patient. And, um, but of course, in, in different markets, we have, we have hubs. Yeah. Uh, we're able to meet with them, not only in our own locations, but sometimes at home. And in fact, uh, with some of our patients, we've been meeting them on park benches. We are meeting them where they need us to, wow. as opposed to expecting them to fit into our space. That's been one of my difficulties with healthcare. We tend to have this ivory tower and expect patients to have a comfort level coming into sure, that, sure. especially when you're talking about the communities that we serve, black and brown people who are often traumatized by the healthcare system. Yeah. It is necessary that we earn their trust by going to them. Just that image, just, just that idea of meeting somebody on a park bench yeah. to talk about their health mm -hmm. and not just about an emergency situation yeah. and say, okay, you're fine, yeah. but no, like there are five or six things mm -hmm. going on in your life um, that are causing you to struggle you exactly. know? and let, let's let's bring a team around you exactly. um, it's beautiful let's talk about city block expansion yes. uh, you started on the east coast yep. right Brooklyn mm -hmm. uh, North Carolina mm -hmm. so where are you expanding now so Ohio and Indiana are two unbelievable markets that we're in right now. I'm really excited. We have unbelievable leadership there and expanding our, our cohorts, um, really focusing on different needs because we, we have different uh, types of members uh, that um, uh, allow us to really think about expanding our interventions, expanding our behavioral health in particular when we're talking about Indiana. Also focusing on uh, expansion of our maternity program as well too. So when we're thinking about different types of patients, different populations, adding these new markets allows us to, to really um, expand opportunities. Um, and we're there to assist the local healthcare systems. We're not there to replace, we're there to be a partner because we're part of a larger care ecosystem. Yeah. Um, it's not about going in and poaching primary care docs. It's about being there to assist the member first and foremost, uh, but to really supplement what other services are there. So we're partnering with the hospitals. We're partnering with the FQHCs. Uh, it's going that, well. How, how does that look in real life? I mean, that sounds good, but how, yeah. do, you, how do you actually it's, it's integrate? It's difficult. Oh, this, yeah. I'm not saying this is easy, uh, but this is about recognizing, uh, again, that the member is at the center. And so we need to communicate. In healthcare, we have some difficulty there, right? We we tend to sit back. We tend to rest our, our laurels a bit on the fact that, oh, our systems aren't in, in uh, aren't compatible. And uh, so it's hard to share information. We don't rest on that. Uh, it is about those personal connections with the primary care teams. Um, it's about sharing of information. If we've collected some data form, why would we not share that with their primary care team or their behavioral health doc or their specialists in the community? Um, and then really being there in those acute situations as well, whether they're going to the emergency room, inpatient. Um, we need to be by the patient's side, so that means we are responsible for communicating with other members of the ecosystem. 
Awesome, awesome. Uh, what are you most excited about for 2023 for City Block? I am excited for further growth. I am excited to share uh, more unbelievable data of the successes that we have had, and we definitely have had them. Um, I'm excited uh, for continuing uh, to develop more programs, to be honest. Uh, we're really looking at a palliative care program, mm -hmm. our clinical pharmacy program. I, I came from the VA. Integrating all those pieces. Into, that, yeah. into our different markets. Coming from the VA, I'm very used to these very strong programs um, that uh, we're allowed to take the scale and, and we're gonna do that as well in City Block. Yeah, I could just imagine you sitting with someone at a park bench and just knowing that that entire ecosystem is supporting you. There you know, go. I've got the pharmacy, I've got yep. this. Just a click of a button away. And and what was so difficult as a primary care doc in the community was often I didn't know how to answer those questions. Yeah. I didn't know how to find those resources. So we're building that for our care teams and for our members, of course. Beautiful. Cameron, thank you for taking the time with thank me. You. Startup Health loves having City Block in our yeah. ecosystem and our family. And uh, we're excited to see what you do in 2023. Thank you. So are we. All right. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. Startup Health invests in health transformers around the world who are dedicated to achieving audacious health moonshots. If you want to learn how you can join this community of entrepreneurs, or if you want to connect with one of our 400 companies, go to StartupHealth.com. If you'd like to learn how you can invest in our Health Moonshot Impact Fund, go to HealthMoonshots.com. Thanks for listening to Startup Health Now. We'll be back again with another episode next week.